This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Advocate Healthcare. And now it's time for the Bank of America Chicago Marathon Preview Special on 670 The Score. With your hosts, Josh Liss, Race Director Kerry Pinkowski, and U.S. Marathon Olympian Jenny Spangler. Presented by Bank of America and brought to you in part by Nike, Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Air, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, American Airlines, Wanda Sports, Chicago Tribune, and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss. It's great to be back talking Chicago Marathon on the score. I'm Josh Liss on the show today, 2017 Chicago Marathon champ, four-time U.S. Olympian Galen Rupp. Is he one of the favorites again in this year's race? We'll also get expert advice from a leading running coach. Plus, chat with a local guy, a friend of the show who's competed in Every single Chicago marathon will ask if his streak will continue. Coming up in our first segment in just a moment. First, I want to loop in the other voices of this preview special. Olympian Jenny Spangler and race director Carrie Pinkowski. Everyone should know the stretch of Columbus Drive at the start and finish lines of the Chicago Marathon's long been renamed honorary Carrie Pinkowski Way. Uh, so you know Carrie's been around a long time, right, Jenny? <laughs> seriously. <laughs> but how, seriously, uh, Carrie, how is this return to racing after a year off because of COVID going to look and feel different to most of the 30,000 or so runners and, and many more spectators around the start and finish lines and along the course this year? Sure, Josh. Uh you know, this year, 2021, and I've I've said from the beginning, and, and it, you know, it's just amazing. 728 days between these these two events, which is, it's just it's just incredible. But it's going to look a little bit different. Obviously, we're 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 uh, taking local guidance. We're we're being uh, careful with our social distancing. We're making some adjustments. So uh, the finish line will look a little different. Uh, Expo will look a little different, but. You you drill down to the to the core of what the event is. That's going to be the same. We've got some familiar faces. We've got some great athletes up front. We're back with AM six seventy the score with wire to wire coverage. So we're looking forward to having the team back for that. And you know that that part of the event is 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 not going to change. We've got some great athletes. We're going to be talking to Galen Rupp in, in, in later in the show. So got to be excited about it. I mean, it's a step back to uh, in-person world, and uh, I think this will be a big, a big point. We had uh, the Berlin Marathon last week that 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 uh, came off very well. So we're gonna we're gonna get into it and and uh, and look to the future with a, a lot yeah, of optimism and excitement. Stuff. Absolutely, glad you're optimistic. Glad you're excited. <laughs> I know our. Uh, my co-host on race day and here on the preview special, Jenny Spangler, you're also a running coach in the Chicago area. Uh, has it been tricky for eager runners to stay on task and stay healthy leading up to this much-anticipated return of the Chicago Marathon? 
It has a little bit, and I was with a lot of my runners this week. We were doing some final tune-up marathon prep, and the goal was four by one mile at marathon pace, and everybody wanted to do five or six or seven because they're just so antsy and excited to keep rolling. So I had to kind of hold them back a little bit this week, but I do say I was excited. I was walking down LaSalle Street this morning, and that blue line has been painted, so that's just one indication that we're getting closer and closer to marathon day. The exact 26.2 miles measured out by that blue line on the course of the streets of Chicago. Great. that That's back after a year away. Uh, what do you say, guys, Carrie and Jenny? We pick up the pace, get to our first guest right now, uh, once an aging athlete, like a lot of us have been, uh, testing his fitness in his first ever Chicago Marathon over four decades ago, he never stopped competing, and now he's a legendary ambassador for this great race. Out of the Chicago suburbs, it's Randy Burt. Hi, Randy. We want to know how the fitness level is, and are you signed up once again to compete in the 43rd Bank of America Chicago Marathon? Randy, will the streak continue? Hi, Josh, and yes, the streak will continue. The uh, 43rd Bank of America. We're happy to hear that. Let's just let that out. The streak will continue for Randy Burt, 43 in a row. Way to go, fella. Well, thanks. We have to get to the finish line, but uh, I've successfully finished all 42, plus the uh, virtual last year. You know, I think it's important. I mentioned the other alumni runners. There's a total of four of us who have completed all of them. One is Ron Williams, uh, George Muller, Henry Kozlowski, and me. So uh, there's four of us who have done them all, and it's uh, quite an achievement. Well, Randy, obviously, uh, refer to you as as the the Iron Man of uh, of the uh, Chicago Marathon. Um, it, it's amazing, and when you think about it, the fact that in, in you know you trained for, started, and completed all of these events. It's uh, along with the along with the other guys. There's there's four of you total. It's just it's just amazing. Um, I mean, from my perspective, if, as you look back, I mean, obviously you've, you've grown with the marathon. I would, I'm going to say you're the only thing that has been consistent <laughs> since the start of the marathon is, is Randy Burt. Um, what was the most, I mean, what was the most challenging year out of the 43 years for you to get to the start line? Well, to get to the start line, um, let's see, I would say it was one of the races that we had when we used to start um let's see over by lincoln park zoo uh back in the 80s i believe it was and uh, that was a little bit of a challenge to get to the start line and and uh you know so that was a challenge and there were a couple of them that were close calls but other than that i've had no problem i get down to the uh start very early much long before the race starts so randy I know that you were a runner in high school. Um, so when you signed up for your first Chicago Marathon, did you think it was going to be just one of those where I just want to take it off my bucket list, one and done? Did you have any idea that you were going to be going for this long year after year? I did not. I started the first one in 1977. That was my first uh, marathon. And I was 29 years old. And I thought, you know, I should do one of these before I'm over the hill. And I just continue to enjoy doing marathons. Never in my life did I think that I would be running uh, this many years. This will be my 86th marathon. And uh, as I mentioned, I'll be 74 years old in about six weeks. 
Randy Burt, who's getting set to run in the 43rd running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon next week, joins us now. He's out in the Chicago Burbs. He, you've also you also had a long Boston Marathon streak too, didn't didn't you, Randy? I mean, what what times have you sort of put up over the years? How have your times evolved, and and your purpose for running? Are you running for time or pleasure? How has that all evolved over the years? That has evolved. Um, I used to try and run to qualify for the Boston Marathon because that's a benchmark. And I did do that for 31 consecutive years, a total of 46 times for Boston. And uh, my fastest was actually my best memory of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. It was 1984 when Steve Jones set the world record. Um, I believe we had light rain that year, and I ran a 305. I uh, could never break three hours, but I was very consistent at uh, 310 for many years. Wow. Well, Randy, the, the, one of the questions that's I would have. That's a solid number, Carrie. That's I know a great you, number. You jump, yeah. I don't want to pull I mean, your what kind PR of context can you stuff. put that in? That's, that's, a, that's a heck of a performance. But, um, Randy, I mean, 1977, your first Chicago Marathon, you're going to run in the 43rd running, 2021. I mean, are there some things that, I mean, things have changed. We can talk about the shoe, the technology, nutrition, uh, apparel. Everything has gone mm-hmm. through a, a, compre- a complete change. Are there some things that you're doing the same that you did in 1977, whether it's diet or is there some kind of superstition that you have that you'll do in 2021? Well, you know what? I'm not doing anything the same as I did in 1977. Uh, The night before, I ate pepperoni pizza and had some red wine. I don't recommend that to anyone (laughs) for the pre-race meal. Um, I Somehow I finished that thing in about uh, three hours and 30 minutes, and I, you know, I never ran that far before. I had only run 10 miles as my longest run prior to that. Um, and then the clothes I wore were all cotton, so I was chafed in some real sensitive areas for a few days afterwards. So the diet's changed, the training has changed, the Clothing has changed. The shoes have changed. Um, everything has changed. But since about 1978, I've done things very similar. And, uh, yes, I do have superstitions that I follow. And I get up about 2.30 race day and go through all my things that I do. So, Randy, can you speak to us about your family support? I mean, year after year, do they say, oh, he's doing another marathon again? Or have they been pretty supportive? And especially last year with the virtual experience. They're, they're pretty supportive. I'll tell you that. Yes, the, the marathon seems to come around quickly sometimes for some of them. But uh, last year's virtual marathon, there wasn't anybody uh, to watch that. Um, it was I did it right here on the course that I run every day. So nobody was there, although one of the neighbors did uh, run with me the last uh, six miles, and then his son uh, actually joined in for about the last two. So I had a little bit of fun and support with that, and it was convenient being right here at home. But I'm so excited to be back on the streets of Chicago, our beautiful course that Kerry has put together, he and his team. People come here from all around the world to set their own personal records. Because we're known for for such a fast, flat course and oftentimes good weather. And what is your goal for this year? When can we expect to see you crossing that finish line? Uh, I hate to give out goals. <laughs> you know, there's so many variables, you know, with put, weather. No, on, and put your, superstitious, put, Jenny. Put your, <laughs> Randy Bird, put some pressure on yourself. Come on. I'll, 
Okay. You I'll, and Sarah I'll, I'll Hall, you got to you got to put some pressure on yourself. I'll, I'll be conservative and I'll say I think I can do it in five hours. Uh, in 2019, I did a 440. Um, so we'll see how they things go. You know, in the last few years, I've had nearly every kind of running related injury that there is known to the human race, and uh, <laughs> it's just about managing these things. You, you get over it. And That's awesome. That's I'm doing awesome. It. I'm managing them. And, and, and Another Randy, minute with Randy Bird, who's getting set to run in uh, his 43rd marathon out of 43rd tries here in Chicago. So what do your doctors tell you about continuing like this and, and what advice you may be able to pass on for, for uh, everyday runners maybe in, in your age bracket, Randy? Uh, well, yeah, physical therapy is something that does happen from time to time, and I'm probably going to work on my right knee after the marathon. Um, but I did have one physical therapist who said, I'm too old to do this. And I said, I'm oh, don't, he doesn't know what he's talking about. You're, that's <laughs> and, and that didn't fire. last long. That was my one and only time with that person. Right. Get rid <laughs> of him. Get rid what, of him. What, what'd you tell that therapist when they told you to hang up the running shoes? I, I just told him I'm running the marathon. And he shook his head. And that was the end of that discussion. But <laughs> really for anybody, they, they can do it. Uh, you just have to find ways to manage. Once I knew that the qualifying for Boston Marathon was gone, I had to let it go because that produced injuries with the um, speed training. It, that is what creates injuries and causes the old ones to come back to the surface more than anything. So, well, yeah. well Randy, um, we're gonna we gotta we gotta close out here, but I would just like to just again recognize your your streak it's amazing and recognize the fact that it's just not the you know it's just not the training starting and finishing and navigating the injuries but over 43 years your family work life schedule wedding receptions uh, graduations all those things that, that that it's just amazing uh example of commitment and i will reference my co-broadcasters here uh mm-hmm. jenny spangler and josh list where i mm-hmm. we decided to run the shuffle and I said, let's start a tradition. They said, okay. It lasted one year. Okay, so in comparison, and it's five, it's eight k. So it's not the marathon. And Randy, I, you're you're a no excuses guys. Josh yeah, and Jenny had an excuse. Yeah, they had an excuse, but they were thin. They yeah. were thin. Come on, don't, don't let this joke get look, you off I'm task. We're trying to congratulate to you on keeping the streak alive. Yeah. Amazing streak. I'm planning, Amazing. I'm, I'm Iron planning on at least fifty. At least 50. There you go. Well, we're, we're in your corner yes. supporting you. You heard it here. Out of the mouth of race director Kerry Pinkowski. He's got your back. So good luck. All right. What do you say we catch our Thank breath, guys? guys? Mm-hmm. Olympian Galen Rupp's a little farther up the road on our preview special. Back after this on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Living in Chicago teaches you how to keep going. To take life's headwinds head on. And while our grit and determination don't come easy, we simply don't know any other way. On October 10th, we'll share that resilient spirit with the world as we proudly welcome the Bank of America Chicago Marathon back to our city. Together, let's celebrate the power to keep moving forward. What would you like the power to do? Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash Chicago Marathon. Copyright 2021 Bank of America Corporation. Take part in the Bank of America Chicago Marathon Weekend by running the Abbott Chicago 5K on Saturday, October 9th. This scenic 5-kilometer run through downtown Chicago is the perfect way for marathoners, fans of the sport, and friends and family to celebrate all that can be achieved with good health. Runners will receive a unique bib number and finisher medal. Sign up today at Chicago5K.com. That's Chicago5K.com. 
For runners at the Bank of America Chicago Marathon, the real race begins when everything tells you to stop. That's why Gatorade Endurance Formula will be waiting for you along the course on race day. Scientifically formulated for the hydration and energy needs of endurance athletes, Gatorade Endurance Formula packs nearly two times the sodium and three times the potassium of traditional Gatorade with no artificial flavors and a light taste to help you go farther. Available at Dick's Sporting Goods or go to GatoradeEndurance.com for more locations. Marathons come with aches and pains, and that's where BioFreeze can help. Whether it's sore muscles and joints, sprains or strains, BioFreeze applies easily and cools the pain to get back to your best. BioFreeze is fast-acting and provides powerful pain relief. Pick up BioFreeze at a store near you today so that you can train with what's on course. BioFreeze, cool the pain, use as directed. Stay informed about the 2021 Bank of America Chicago Marathon with the Chicago Tribune's in-depth coverage. Find out where to eat, drink, and watch these inspiring athletes accomplish the feat of a lifetime. Worried about making your way to and from the race? The Chicago Tribune has your road closures, alternative routes, and public transportation options covered. Visit chicagotribune.com marathon or subscribe today. Now, back to the Bank of America Chicago Marathon Preview Special, presented by Bank of America and brought to you in part by Nike, Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Advocate Healthcare, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, American Airlines, Wanda Sports, Chicago Tribune, and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss, Kerry Pankowski, and Jenny Spangler on Sports Radio 670 The Score. A healthy return to large event racing features all six Abbott World Marathon majors running within seven weeks. Berlin last Sunday, London tomorrow the 3rd, Chicago the 10th, Boston the 11th, Tokyo the 17th, New York November 7th. Can you believe an American? Shalane Flanagan is running all six World Marathon majors. Jenny, she starts out at Berlin, 17th place. What would you think of her two-hour, 38-minute, 32-second finish? Oh, it was absolutely fabulous. You know, as you know, her goal is to try to run each one under three hours. So to be honest, I thought she'd try to come in around 255, but she actually ran a 124 first half and right around a 114 second half. So she crushed it. And I, I'm looking forward to watching her at London tomorrow. And Carrie, this is no PR stunt. She's the real deal, right, Shalane? It, it's an amazing performance. I mean, and what really mo- moves me is is the 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 motivation behind it. She's uh, she's reaching out to women and celebrating women in athletics. Jenny, mm-hmm. you've been a pioneer on that. Yep. Uh, with some youth uh, groups, she's going to be in Chicago working with some of our charity groups and our our, our youth running. So, just uh, you know, uh, excited to have her. I tried as hard to get her when she was uh, running full bore. Uh, but we're going to get her. I understand she's going to run in the Abbott 5K the day before mm-hmm. and run the marathon. So we're looking forward to seeing wow. her on her way. She'll be here. Mm-hmm. we got to get her in a car, get her to Boston, get her on the airplane because she's going to run the Boston Marathon 24 hours later. Amazing. Awesome. The one and only Shalane Flanagan on her way to Chicago soon. Right now, you know, like all big races, uh, the Bank of America Chicago Marathon relies on the support of many great sponsors, including Deloitte. Deloitte provides industry-leading audit, consulting, tax, and advisory services, many of the world's most admired brands. The Chicago Marathon is one of the brand names in racing we know. And Deloitte's vice chair and central marketplace leader, Kathy Scherer, joins us now. Thanks for taking time for your busy day as an executive. Kathy, how would you describe Deloitte's relationship with the Chicago Marathon and why? It's worth it to be a loyal partner with this race. Well, thank you very much for having me today. And you're right. We have had a long-standing relationship with the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. 
And uh, it really uh, represents and dovetails with a lot of things that we're proud of about our culture. Um, here at Deloitte, we really try to make an impact that matters with our clients, with our people, and in the communities that we live and work in, uh, much like the marathon is doing. Uh, and then the other thing is that we really place a high emphasis on uh, well-being here at Deloitte, uh, and that's all types of well-being, including physical well-being. Uh, and so we have a number of colleagues here that uh, are actually avid runners. We have a running club and a number of colleagues that are running the marathon. Well, Kathy, uh, you know, thank you for, for Deloitte's continued support of running. And uh, obviously, if any of us and Josh and Jenny have been at the Shamrock, we've seen your racing team. Uh, it is competitive on the corporate side and the open side. And I, I just see that team, that team energy. And I know having been at some uh, some Deloitte functions, I mean, front and center of the culture is, is a healthy and active lifestyle. And you can see that when they when they compete in the team competition. And I know we've been through a, kind of a, 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 a crazy period through the pandemic. How, how have you guys continued to, to, to integrate that, that philosophy when it's been really challenging? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I think back over the last 18 months in uh, March of 2020, uh, when we got the news that uh, we were all going to uh, be moving into a stay-at-home environment, and um, I'm just really proud of our um, almost 6,000 professionals here at Deloitte in Chicago uh, that we were able to pivot. Uh, we were able to um, take technologies that we were using uh, that uh, made our lives easier when we were working in the office and convert those technologies to be able uh, to continue to serve our clients. And uh, through it all, we, we found different ways uh, to connect uh, as a community. Um, we, we weren't obviously in the early days of the pandemic able to get together in person, uh, but we really encouraged people to continue physical activity, uh, to do things that help their mental wellness. And uh, we did a lot of virtual competitions too as Deloitte colleagues. And so um, we did a lot of uh, walking, a lot of uh, running for different charities that we like to support. Uh, and we did it as individuals rather than as uh, a team of people uh, getting together uh, at the shuffle. Kathy, that's pretty amazing because I know there's been a lot of companies that have had a lot of challenges trying to keep their you know, team, company teams together and motivated during uh, the last year or so. And so how many runners would you say you have participating this year for Deloitte? Can we see a large group down at the Chicago Marathon? Yeah, no, I don't have the exact number in front of me, but uh, we do have a running club here at Deloitte. We have over 100 runners in that club. Uh, and I know there is a group of them, uh, some that are um, competing as the running club, and we actually uh, do have some others that are running individually for different charities that are being sponsors. So really, really proud of the Deloitte team. Yeah, the Deloitte Running Club. Kathy Scherer with Deloitte on the line with us for another quick second. Uh, all right, uh, considering all the challenges you face, you described as a leader at Deloitte during the pandemic, uh, what do you think of how organizers have managed to build back this Chicago Marathon after last year's race was postponed? Sort of a, from an inside business perspective, Kathy, how impressive of, of a feat is it? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I hear we've got um, close to 35,000 runners coming in our city. I personally am super excited because I uh, live in the 1900 block of North Sedgwick. Uh, so I'm at about mile 11 of the marathon. It runs right by my house. And uh, it's always signified uh, what fall really means here in Chicago. And uh, so I'm excited to, to see all the runners uh, come by. Uh, my house again, but I think it, it is uh, truly amazing to see how the business community uh, and our nonprofit communities are really starting to come back uh, together in the city, uh, getting out to events again. Uh, we, you know, we were able to enjoy um, some good baseball this summer and uh, looking forward to getting back and seeing some of the Chicago teams this fall. And uh, so I, you know, I uh, hats off to the, the Bank of America Chicago Marathon because I think uh, it's just one more example of how uh, Chicago is thriving and uh, recovering from what we've experienced in the last 18 months. And, and yeah, hats to, off to the Chicago Marathon indeed, and we want to wish uh, good luck to the and Deloitte Josh, team have, and many have, others training more, hard for race day. One more thing, Kathy. Uh, again, thanks to Deloitte for your continued support. but. Those those in, those Deloitte teammate team members of yours that are running the marathon are they going to be able to come in a little bit later? Are you going to give them give them like a, a little bit less time to get a little come in a little bit later? Maybe leave a little bit early yeah, on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yep. You know, here here at Deloitte, we talked about we um, you know we promote a flexible work environment, and uh, we uh, we will definitely give all those marathoners uh, a little bit of extra time to make their way awesome. in the office. Awesome. We normally need more time to get up the stairs. So. <laughs> yeah, Kathy yeah. Scherer, thanks <laughs> for the time. Appreciate the time. Good. We're going to be back with more, a uh, couple of fun interviews ahead, including U.S. star runner Galen Rupp returning to town. Stay with us. We're chugging along on the Bank of America Chicago Marathon preview special on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Living in Chicago teaches you how to keep going to take life's headwinds head on. And while our grit and determination don't come easy, we simply don't know any other way. On October 10th, we'll share that resilient spirit with the world as we proudly welcome the Bank of America Chicago Marathon back to our city. Together, let's celebrate the power to keep moving forward. What would you like the power to do? Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash Chicago Marathon. Copyright 2021, Bank of America Corporation. For runners at the Bank of America Chicago Marathon, the real race begins when everything tells you to stop. That's why Gatorade Endurance Formula will be waiting for you along the course on race day. Scientifically formulated for the hydration and energy needs of endurance athletes, Gatorade Endurance Formula packs nearly two times the sodium and three times the potassium of traditional Gatorade with no artificial flavors and a light taste to help you go farther. Available at Dick's Sporting Goods or go to GatoradeEndurance.com for more locations. Marathons come with aches and pains, and that's where BioFreeze can help. Whether it's sore muscles and joints, sprains or strains, BioFreeze applies easily and cools the pain to get back to your best. BioFreeze is fast-acting and provides powerful pain relief. Pick up BioFreeze at a store near you today so that you can train with what's on course. BioFreeze, cool the pain, use as directed. 
When you work with pods, you set the pace. We deliver your container. You load it in your driveway, and you keep it for as long as you need. Then we pick up your container and deliver it to your new home, all according to your schedule. Whether it's a short sprint across town or a long-distance move, Pods is here to help you every step of the way. Call Pods, your personal moving and storage team, at 1-800-776-PODS or visit pods.com for a quote. Take part in the Bank of America Chicago Marathon Weekend by running the Abbott Chicago 5K on Saturday, October 9th. This scenic 5-kilometer run through downtown Chicago is the perfect way for marathoners, fans of the sport, and friends and family to celebrate all that can be achieved with good health. Runners will receive a unique bib number and finisher medal. Sign up today at Chicago5K.com. That's Chicago5K.com. Now, back to the Bank of America Chicago Marathon Preview Special, presented by Bank of America and brought to you in part by Nike, Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Advocate Healthcare, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, American Airlines, Wanda Sports, Chicago Tribune, and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss, Kerry Pankowski, and Jenny Spangler on Sports Radio 670 The Score. My co-host today and on race day, Jenny Spangler, who's also a prominent running coach in the area, likes to use the phrase, the hay is in the barn when it comes to this point <laughs> in marathon training schedule. She knows I'm pointing her out on this one. We're a week <laughs> away from the Chicago Marathon Eve. So, uh, Jenny, what do you mean more specifically when you, you tell marathon runners the hay is in the barn? Well, typically, and especially this year, a lot of runners, obviously, they're eager to get to that starting line. And a lot of times they tend to start overthinking things. So they start wanting to do a few more miles or going too fast during their runs just because they're antsy um, to do that. And for this year, we haven't raced in a long time. I feel like people are doing too much and going out too quickly. So I'm just trying to tell them, just calm down, haze in the barn, you're ready to go, so just relax mm-hmm. and not worry about it. Makes sense to me. Our next guest is also an area running coach with the Nike Run Club, an avid triathlete and runner herself. Coach Robin Lalonde is on the line. Nice to steal some of your time. Uh, hi, Robin. You're also owner of Edge Athlete Lounge, a fitness and recovery center, 1747 North Elston in Chicago. Robin, how long has your relationship with Bank of America Chicago Marathon been? Uh, how long do you go back with the race, and uh, what's your role in uh, this year's race? Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Um, Chicago Marathon, gosh, I think that's probably when I moved back to Chicago in 2004. I mean, we started volunteering then, um, but we've opened Edge and have been open for now seven and a half years. And I would say we got got real thick with the Bank of America Chicago Marathon after that. Um, You know, that is our biggest day for the city. It's our biggest day as a gym. It's our biggest day for our athletes. Um, and we could not be more excited um, to have it going down in just about a week. Yeah, Robin, last week we had Courtney Phillips with Gumbo Fits on. And I know you two have partnered uh, with a series called The Road Less Traveled. Uh, can you speak to that a little bit? You know, what is it? How did it start? And how do you see what's the future of this program? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for asking on it. Um, I've said this before to our kind of communities as well, but road less traveled or we call it RLT. A lot of the times it's the thing that I'm probably most proud of after, you know, opening a small business. It, it was just the right thing at the right time. So when everything was shutting down last year, you know, we had the realization of like, we need our athletes to keep moving. I know 
Gumbo Fit wants their athletes to keep moving. And more than importantly than anything else, with everything else that went to happen in 2020, we want our miles to matter. So we started the Robust Traveled Series, and it started off as the idea to do a marathon and quickly snowballed into six events, um, where the number one job is to serve the community safely, keep people moving, and even more importantly, raise funds for black and brown fitness clubs um, in the city. And I think we've raised over $15,000 to date. So we've done everything from a three-mile race all the way up to a marathon and kind of every step in between. Um, and, yeah, it's been, it's been a wild ride. We have a really, really great planning committee. We meet weekly. Right now we're in the thick of it, so we're meeting two, three times a week. Um, and it's just, it's just really gratifying to be able to create something for the community, by the community, and then pay all that good mojo forward. And where it's going is we actually have tomorrow – on the third, we have our marathon pregame. So we realized we don't necessarily need to do a race right now because races are happening, right? But we do need to serve runners and we do still want to raise funds. So we came up with the concept of the pregame, which is effectively a mini expo, a panel that, or sorry, a, a stage that really has panelists and featured guests. And then of course, you know, just serving athletes and getting them race day ready. It's not exclusively for marathoners but it is marathon heavy given that we'll be a week out when we do it and of course it's all you know covid friendly we'll be following all guidelines so you know masks inside um but really everybody's nervous they don't know what to do with that energy but if we can you know get them a sports psych and have them talk to pros and have them talk to you know executive race directors we will arm them so that they can toe that line on the tent as as really the best version of themselves possible and it's cool to be serving them in that capacity well, we're talking with robin lalonde coach extraordinaire uh marathon coach robin i have, I have a question for you. it's been seven we've talked about this 728 days and i'm still you know having a hard time with that when you look at that number um but we're back with a live event how are you like uh, you know working with your team I, you're going to have over 100 participants in the marathon that's amazing but I mean, I, I think there's a lot of energy. Jenny talked about that, where people haven't run, they haven't they haven't had access to 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 uh, to uh, live events, and here we are. So I, I, what I'm seeing is that I can't wait, I can't wait, I want to do this, I want to do that. There's a lot of energy. How do you make sure you 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 know you you sculpt that energy so that they they stay on pace and stay focused on their task and stay within their their training guidelines? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, we had the whole discussion of like having the two watches on right at the beginning of the marathon because we haven't done that in, in two years. So we do pretty heavy race planning with our group. So just, you know, teaching them how to write the race plan and then how to execute the race plan, um, you know, especially when things like, you know, tens of thousands of runners are running at once. If we lose a GPS signal, how we can troubleshoot. And more importantly than anything, like when you said it, we haven't done this in 728 days. It is not going to be perfect. And it might be, but it's the likelihood of it being perfect is, is not high. So giving yourself just a little bit of grace and realizing that it's what we do with the imperfection and the challenges that present itself during the race that really kind of define us as athletes. It takes the pressure off, but it also puts everybody into this fun mode where they're able to kind of pivot if, if things do go a little bit crazy. I also think, you know, my coach always told me, you know, you got to make a plan and then plan to race. And then you race the plan. You live and die kind of by what that plan says. And that is no different today than it is on race day. And that's just what they've been doing all season long. So I hope that they follow it, but I agree. I think people are going to go out a little speedy. <laughs> yeah. Agree. So yeah, Robin, 
there's going to be hundreds and hundreds of first-time marathoners out there in one week. And I know we talked to uh, Sarah Hall last week on the show, and she had said one of her quotes was, run the mile you are in. Um, and I know you have a slightly different one, be where your feet are, which I love. What would you say is the number one tip for first-time marathoners uh, when they line up in one week? Um, I, I do love progressive pacing. I think that it's really important to try to not not go out too fast in that first 10K, 10 miles. That would probably be the number one. Along with that, excitement that happens in the first 10 is forgetting nutrition and hydration. So staying on what you've been doing so that, you know, what you put in in mile one is what you're using in mile 21. So if we mess up the first 10K, you're not going to have a lot in the bank for the final 10K from a nutrition standpoint. So just being very, very, very mindful on your race um, execution, whether that's pacing or nutrition and hydration in that first, you know, six to 10 mile segment. After last year's race was wiped out and the tragedy of the pandemic on everyone's minds, crossing the finish line may take on some more meaning than usual. Um, Robin, what do you think of that? Have you have you picked up on folks that you may or may not be training, just people in the community saying that this race may mean more than usual crossing that finish line? I, we are seeing, I know at Edge, just we can't keep up with our info account right now because everybody is feeling the energy of the marathon coming. So we have people asking about Ironmans in 18 months, and that is not normal. Usually it's like a six or 12 month ahead of time. There's just like this excitement and frenzy happening that is, it's infectious. And I always think about, you know, the marathon goes on and it's almost like this like spark runs through the city on that 26.2 mile course. And it, it might, you know, in a lot of cases, it does inspire the next generation of runners. But when you see that many people go through, you think, wow, I kind of want to do that, or I want to do something epic. And that is just like, I mean, our, our whole city is just a, a ball of sparklers right now, and it's going to be even bigger when, when we get to get when we get to the tent. Yeah. Do you see what you've done, Carrie Pinkowski, race director? <laughs> you've started a frenzy. Well, Robin, I know you're quite the accomplished athlete yourself. In fact, I heard that you won an ultra over the weekend. So I'm just, you know, wondering how you have time to fit all of your training in with all the athletes that you coach. And uh, tell us more about this ultra. Yeah, it was actually it was a smaller race. So winning, I'm very proud of, but it's not like winning, you know, the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. Um, yeah, a lot of times, honestly, fitting it in is is a perk of coaching. So if they're doing 15 miles, you know, I can do 15 miles right alongside them and, and, and get some of that mileage in. And, and honestly, this year, above all else, like I have wanted to do more from a racing standpoint because it's just such a privilege now that, you know, we didn't know how much we wanted it when we had it. And now that it was taken away, I think it just makes it all the sweeter. So, you know, all of the athletes out there that are just doing epic things, it makes me want to do you know, that even more, like I thought about them all 50 miles. So it was, um, it was a good day and they definitely drove home those last few miles because there was a lot of suffering. (laughs) (laughs) Well, will we see you out on the course on marathon day or what is your plan? Yeah, absolutely. Um, We will have a cheer zone right before mile 18 at Jewel as well. Um, And then you might see me at the finish line too. Nice. Okay. (laughs) Not racing, not racing. (laughs) (laughs) One of the 
the unsung heroes in the Chicago running community. Robin Lalonde, Nike Run Club coach, owner of Edge Athlete Lounge, a fitness and recovery center. Very popular, 1747 North Elston Avenue in Chicago. We appreciate your time on the preview special. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, guys. You are welcome. We've got more ahead, even with one of the top U.S. runners, Galen Rupp. Stay with us. Seriously, don't go away. We've got an extended chat with an Olympian coming up on the Bank of America Chicago Marathon preview special here on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Living in Chicago teaches you how to keep going, to take life's headwinds head on. And while our grit and determination don't come easy, we simply don't know any other way. On October 10th, we'll share that resilient spirit with the world as we proudly welcome the Bank of America Chicago Marathon back to our city. Together, let's celebrate the power to keep moving forward. What would you like the power to do? Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash Chicago Marathon. Copyright 2021 Bank of America Corporation. Marathons come with aches and pains, and that's where BioFreeze can help. Whether it's sore muscles and joints, sprains or strains, BioFreeze applies easily and cools the pain to get back to your best. BioFreeze is fast-acting and provides powerful pain relief. Pick up BioFreeze at a store near you today so that you can train with what's on course. BioFreeze. Cool the pain. Use as directed. Get fit this fall with the Chicago Park District, offering low-cost in-person and virtual programs in fitness, nutrition, and sports for all age groups, ability levels, and for families, as well as state-of-the-art fitness centers, pools, and athletic facilities at parks around the city. Take a class or join a team. In-person and online registration for the upcoming winter session is right around the corner. Visit ChicagoParkDistrict.com for class schedules at your local park, as well as other park locations, and for more information. Stay informed about the 2021 Bank of America Chicago Marathon with the Chicago Tribune's in-depth coverage. Find out where to eat, drink, and watch these inspiring athletes accomplish the feat of a lifetime. Worried about making your way to and from the race? The Chicago Tribune has your road closures, alternative routes, and public transportation options covered. Visit chicagotribune.com marathon or subscribe today. Now, back to the Bank of America Chicago Marathon Preview Special, presented by Bank of America and brought to you in part by Nike, Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Advocate Healthcare, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, American Airlines, Wanda Sports, Chicago Tribune, and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss, Kerry Pankowski, and Jenny Spangler on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Galen Rupp was the first American in 15 years to win the Bank of America Chicago Marathon in 2017. Finished in fifth place a year later. 2019 was tough. He towed the line but dropped out after 22 miles. Last year's race was postponed, obviously. Galen ran tough in the heat, finishing eighth at the Olympics this past summer. Should point out he's got a marathon bronze and a 10,000-meter silver on his Olympic resume. And now showing up in Chicago once again, and he's here with us on the preview special Galen Rupp, it's great to have you with us. What kind of taste, Galen, did the dropping out of that 2019 race leave in your mouth, and uh, how might it have it affected your your motivation and or preparation for next week? Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, certainly 2019 was a, a real disappointing race. Um, you know, I, I tore my Achilles and I tore a couple of tendons in my ankle about almost exactly a year before that. Um, so that was always kind of after having surgery something that i had targeted was coming back to chicago and um you know unfortunately that race did not go well uh, i think i made it to about 20 21 miles somewhere in there and 
uh, my body just gave out. You know, I, I probably wasn't physically where I should have been. Um, you know, I, I thought I could still run well and was still having a decent race, but uh, it just wasn't in the cards that day. But but certainly ever since I uh, I stopped there and had some time to, to think about it, you know, my motivation was always about coming back because I've had so many great races in Chicago, um, had some great memories there, you know, I won in 2017. And uh, yeah, I just, I love Carrie, I love the people and I love the city, you know, in that race. And it's, it's such a special place for me that I definitely knew I wanted to come back um, because I couldn't leave, you know, with that bad taste in my mouth, like you said. Well, Galen Rupp, um, a question I would have for you, and I've, I've known you for, for quite a while and, uh, um, and followed your career. I mean, you've been so successful uh, at all levels and and uh, you know arguably the greatest American distance runner of all time Josh talked about your Olympic medals your American records you've won you've won a major you've done some amazing things and you know the thing that sticks out I mean athletically I got to I watched you run in London I, I got to watch watch you run it in the Olympics and is that the, this this past couple of years I mean obviously for you it was it was a transition year the injury radical surgery I mean that was pretty uh, you know there's a that's a surgery that not a lot of people come back from, and and that that heartbreak of, uh, of 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 Chicago last time around the surgery, and then Jenny and I were both in Atlanta, and you know I know we had talked before then, and you you know you were very upbeat, and then you just ran a masterful, amazing performance. You looked 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 amazing. You win the Olympic trials and off to Tokyo, and wham the 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 Olympics gets uh, the Olympics gets postponed. And you got to reset, rethink, re- reschedule, all those things. You know, at, at this point in your career, how, how do you process all that stuff, and how do you keep your motivation going um, during that period? I mean, that that was a, that was a heartbreaking time for all of us, but for you personally, especially where you are you are in your career. Yeah, I mean, it was obviously like you said, it, everything with the pandemic has been hard on everybody. Um, you know, and I still I always try to keep that perspective of. You know, I, I run, I play a game for a living that, you know, there are a lot of people dealing with a lot of bigger problems from the pandemic. So it, I never let myself get, you know, too down or, or too worried about what I was doing because there were certainly much bigger issues going on in the world these last couple of years. But, uh, you know, it was definitely tough for me. Um, you know, there were certainly days where, uh, you know, it was hard to get out the door and, and I was made sure, you know, you get your work in, but uh, you certainly there's that little bit of extra push, you know, that you're able to get out of yourself and workouts when you know, you've got a race coming up and when everything started getting postponed and canceled, um, it was hard, you know, cause you're kind of just training for the sake of training. And, um, you know, my coach and I, we really tried to take advantage of that time. And, you know, once we had a little time to think about everything and just process what was going on, it was like, all right, how are we going to come out of this better? And that was always the thing, kind of my mantra throughout the whole pandemic was, just make sure you're getting better every day. You know, normally, you know, we'll run two marathons a year. And uh, obviously we were able to get the Olympic trials in early 2020, right before the pandemic started. I mean, literally a week before everything started getting canceled. So felt lucky to get that in. And um, then we had a lot of time and uh, still, you know, coming back from that surgery, like you mentioned, um, there were a lot of things that I needed to work on, you know, physically and, uh, I really tried to put a priority on my health and getting my body strong again. And take, again, taking advantage of that time where I don't have to get right back into a marathon buildup because yeah, we knew that it was going to be probably another year, year and a half that we had from the Olympic trials. And 
you know, when I don't have to put as many miles on every week, you know, all that pounding and stress, you're able to focus on some of the other things that you're not able to do in training. So we definitely tried to get back to doing more speed work and a lot of uh, rehab and just getting my health back so that when I did the races were able to start up again, you know, I was in the best shape possible, but absolutely there were a lot of days that, that it was really hard and it was hard to find that, that extra fire and extra motivation, you know, especially early on in the pandemic when you didn't know what, what that training was geared towards, you know, it was just kind of, you want to stay in shape. Um, but you also don't want to, you know, kill yourself and, and put all this undue stress on your body. So we tried to find that balance there of, of making sure we're doing enough, obviously doing some things that I might not be able to do had I been in a normal marathon buildup, but at the same time, you know, trying to save my body from a little bit of that pounding, um, you know, it's like a running back in the NFL. If they don't have to get hit, you know, in practice and, and doing all that, they're going to take that time to, to not, you know, injure their body more, or put themselves at a higher risk so that when the games come, they're ready to go. Wow, that's great insight, Galen. And just, you know, if we can shift a little bit to Tokyo, um, how was it in your preparation for Tokyo? You know, at first you had a course set in Tokyo, and then because of weather, they shifted up a little further north for hopefully that it would be cooler weather. It wasn't. Um, how did you deal with the heat and humidity, and how did you train for that? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely tough conditions. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. You know, obviously nobody could have foreseen it, but I think it was actually cooler and, and a little rainy in Tokyo the day they ran the marathon than it was in Sapporo where we had it. So uh, <laughs> probably would have been better off if we had just kept it there. But, you know, that that stuff was is out of all our control, you know, as athletes. And, um, you know, Sapporo, they did a great job, you know, especially with everything in the pandemic, making sure it was safe and um, you know, it was a, it was a tough day, I think for a lot of people, you know, everybody knew it was going to be really hot and really humid. And, uh, I certainly tried to prepare for that as best I could, you know, making sure that you know, I was running in a chamber where we could get the humidity up a lot. Um, you know, I was training in sweats a lot outside and, and just trying to do everything to get your body used to running in the heat. And, uh, you know, I had a few little small things come up, uh, where I wasn't able to quite hit all the big workouts in the buildup. So, you know, that was obviously a little bit frustrating, but, uh, you know, I had a little bit of a rough race in, in Sapporo and that's just the way it goes sometimes, you know, I felt great, but about 30 K, um, you know, I really just hit a wall. It was really sudden. And, uh, I don't think I've ever died like that before, uh, in a marathon where I was really just really struggling for, you know, a long time in you know, the last six miles or so we're, we're definitely a, a grind, but, uh, you know, I was proud of myself the way that hung in there and, you know, still competed. And, um, a lot of people were dropping out that day. And again, you just gotta, gotta do what you can. And, you know, I, I definitely was not going to drop out. That was not a question. And, um, sometimes you just got to gut through those tough races and, uh, you know, go back and, and look at, you know, what you could have done differently, um, how you could have maybe prepared a little differently, but, I will say, you know, my training has been so much better, you know, even since the Olympics. Um, so I'm real excited because I've been able to hit, you know, a lot of those big workouts and, and even exceeded a lot of them heading into Chicago. So uh, I'm real excited. You know, I'm actually real thankful that there was another race that came up so soon after the Olympics. So I'm, I'm getting pumped for a week from now when we told the line. A four-time Olympian Galen Rupp here on the Bank of America Chicago Marathon preview special. Josh Liss, Kerry Pinkowski, Jenny Spangler with the Olympian.
Mr. Rupp, I want to ask you, coming into Chicago uh, about goals, and you talked about hitting your marks in training. What is your training informing you about how uh, to set up your goals for this year's Chicago Marathon? Uh, I mean, you know, my my goal is to win. You know, I'm I'm at a point in my career where that's pretty much the goal every time I step to the line in a marathon. Um, you know, everything is always geared towards those. We really only run two races a year, so uh, you got to make them count, you know, and, and so much preparation and training. I mean, months and months of time go into that one day that, uh, you know, you really want to make sure that you're firing all cylinders when you toe the line, and, and this is no different here. Um, my training's been going really well. You know, again, I, I did a, a long run earlier in the middle of the week, uh, you know, getting ready for this. That went great. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've got, got a harder workout tomorrow. That'll probably be the last hard thing that I do, you know, about a week out from the race. And uh, after that, you know, it's really just about resting. But my training's been going great. Um, you know, my coach, Mike Smith, is really, really excited about where I'm at. You know, it's uh, it's been fun. We weren't sure how things were going to be coming off of the Olympics because, it certainly was a little bit of a tight turnaround, you know, as far as marathons go. But, uh, you know, I've really been on a roll in training these last uh, four or five weeks, you know, hitting a lot of workouts, exceeding a lot of them, what he had written out. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're both real excited heading into this race. Kerry Pinkowski, you feeling the confidence coming I, out of Galen? I, I, I do feel it. Galen, I have a question for you. When you're preparing for uh, Chicago or the Olympics or any of the races that you're, that you're looking at or you're going to compete in, do you look at the competition? Does that and does that affect your training, or you have a set goal and you get in the best, and then and just and, and then it comes to race day where it is? Is that is that everything you factor you and and, and your coach factor into the into the preparation and uh, and the build up? Definitely, you know, um, obviously you're you're always trying to get in the best shape possible, but uh, but that can certainly vary, you know, depending on the field and and depending on the course. Um, you know, Chicago is a real flat course. Uh, you know, there's always a great field that you can put together. This year is no different. You know, there's several really great Ethiopian runners that I'm really looking forward to competing against. And uh, certainly you need to be aware, you know, of, of what their tendencies are and, uh, you know, how you think the race might go. But, you know, that's one of the things that I really love about marathon running and, and especially with Chicago, that there's not pacemakers there every year. Um, I think, you know, as strictly a fan, I think it's so much more exciting when, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, it's not very uh, calculated from the start. And it's not really one of these races where you just kind of see who can hang on and, uh, you know, people kind of slowly just die off one by one. I think it's way more exciting when you've got a race that you don't know what's going to happen. You could have a guy take it out hard from the start. It very well could be a really fast race. But you also have a lot of surges. You've got a lot more tactics and, you know, guys putting in moves in, in different parts of the race. And, and I think that that's, really really excited to watch and, and my favorite thing um when i'm watching a marathon and and competing too you know i think it just adds a, a whole nother element when it's not something where all you have to do is uh kind of turn your mind off and, and try to relax and and stay on a pace as long as you can you know you got to be ready for different moves and you've got to practice that in training you know you can't just be kind of in time trial shape where you're going to run a hard pace right from the start um, because again, you don't know how the race is going to go. And, and so I think that it's, it's more fun as a fan, I think, and definitely as an athlete, you know, I've always enjoyed that. It, it really needs to come down to competition. That's one of the greatest things about the sport of, of distance running is that it's competition in its purest form, you know, who can get to the line first and you can get there a lot of different ways. And, and when you have that element of surprise where you don't know 
what's going to happen. You can throw in different moves and, and really start to play more of a mental game with your competitors. Uh, you know, I've always really thrived and, and loved that challenge. Yeah, Jenny, to you in a second. I know it's time for questions from a Bank of America Chicago Marathon social media platforms. The uh, the Instas, the Twitters, the Facebookers, they all have questions for you, Galen. And uh, let's send it over to our Olympian, Jenny Spangler, who's going to read the first question to you. What do you have, Jen? All right. So, Galen, these are questions from our listeners. Some of them are going to be participating in the um, 5K in a week. Um, some of them will be on the marathon. Some are just out there to cheer you on. So here are number one. Here is actually the number one question that has been posed to us. What did Kipchoge say to you during the Olympic Games? <laughs> uh, you know, I actually don't remember what it was exactly, but uh, you know, he was just kind of kind of smiling, and it was really friendly in nature. Um, you know, I remember him just kind of saying like, "We're all good." you know, how you been, you know, it was really kind of a, a friendly thing. Um, I was really excited to, to see him. You know, I love competing against him. And, and just as a person, there's, there's really nobody better. You know, it was, we kind of had a, a little moment before the race started. And, and even afterwards, you know, it was, was great to see him. Obviously, I told him congratulations. He smiled and I saw how I was doing, how the race went. And uh, yeah, he's, he's awesome, you know, and uh, it really wasn't, uh, yeah, it was just kind of a, a friendly thing where, where he was smiling and, uh, yeah, just asked if I needed to get out or anything like that, but it wasn't anything, uh, it wasn't anything major, I guess. That's what you're asking. Yeah. Well, actually <laughs> my phone lit up when all that was happening. What do you think what was going on? <laughs> what, what were they saying? And so it's been like a speculation for many, many weeks uh, now. So thanks for clarifying that for everybody. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he was talking with a lot of people in there. Yeah. I mean, just kind of, some people wanted to just say hi to him. You know, there were some athletes that, that did that, and, and I was really cool to see. And uh, uh, he just handles that all uh, so well. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was kind of something that was going on, I think, with, with a lot of people, you know, especially in those early stages of the marathon. Yeah, one of the legends of the game, Elliot Kipchoge, uh, chirping you, or to at least have a little bit of a conversation during the Olympic Games. Jenny, what's next from our listeners? Okay, question number two. What is your favorite part of the Chicago Marathon course? Oh, favorite part of the course. Um, I don't know if you get a chance to look at it much. You're running so fast, but it goes by. Pretty, <laughs> it goes by pretty fast. Yeah, don't say the finish line. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, don't say, say don't say Wrigley Field. Say That's... That's... <laughs> <laughs> no, I love. Yeah, going through Wrigleyville neighborhoods isn't bad. You know, I know you kind of hit that northern point. You don't quite get to Wrigley, but uh, yeah, you, you still hit some of the neighborhoods. That's pretty sweet, but. Uh, yeah, the finish line is <laughs> that's obviously the, the greatest thing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're you're tired, and once you see that, you know, there's that big hill. Uh, is it Roosevelt? I can't remember yeah. the street yeah. that Mount it Roosevelt, is. Mount Roosevelt, yes. Uh, Mount yeah, Roosevelt. Yeah, but you, you head up Roosevelt, which it does feel like a mountain after, you know, running 26 miles, but you got about a quarter of a mile to go there, and, and you hit the top and make that turn, and you see the finish line. There, there really is no better feeling because you know you made it. Hey, can I take the last one uh, for Jenny, sure. for Galen? Yep, go for it. I, I like the one about nerves here. Do you still get nervous before racing? Uh, uh, whether you say yes or no, what is nervous to Galen Rupp these days? Uh, no, I, I still get nervous before every race. You know, I remember in, uh, you know, when I very first started running in middle school and, and definitely in high school, you know, I would ask, I'd tell my mom, you know, when I was younger, it's like I had such a feeling in my stomach and, you know, right in the pit of it and she's like oh that's just pre-race nerves you know that's normal and uh then in high school you know i'd still ask my coaches because it was just like 
felt unbearable sometimes. You know, you get so anxious before the start of a race, but it always felt to me like once that gun goes off, it all just disappears right away. Um, and I think that it's a, it's a totally normal thing. You know, when people ask me about it, that's what usually I like to say is that I think everybody gets nervous. You know, personally, I'm, I'm more worried if I don't have that anxiousness or nervous feeling before a big race. Um, it's just a part of it, you know, and I think just recognizing it, acknowledging it, um, but not reading too much into it uh, either is, is really important. And especially in a marathon or, or any, you know, race where you're running a far distance, it's important to not let that excitement and anxiousness really get to you at the start of the race, because it's so easy because there's so much energy. Obviously you put in weeks, months training, getting ready for a big event and the crowds there um, and you're really amped to go and it's so easy to get carried away and, and go out too fast. So, um, you know, I always try to stay really as calm as possible. You know, it's, it's, those nerves are unavoidable, but the, the calmer I can keep my mind, you know, keep my breathing down and, and really in the marathon, so much of it is about conserving energy, especially in the beginning part of the race that you really want to concentrate on, you know, not going out too fast and, and if it feels easy, that's okay. You know, let let that be and, and you know, kind of ride that wave because it will definitely get hard, you know, at some point. So uh, you're just kind of trying to delay that and, and use that energy in a, in a positive way at the start of the race. So, so Galen, do you have nervous. like a playlist or anything you listen to or how do you keep your nerves calm? <laughs> no, not really. Um, yeah, I'm not a huge yeah, I don't listen to a lot of music when I run. Um, every once in a while I do, but uh, even before, you know, if I listen to anything, it's going to be, like, probably the opposite of what you'd think. Like, something really slow, you know, low-key, like, sometimes it's like R&B or something like that, but uh, something that's really going to keep me calm. You know, I'm not trying to get really amped up, especially before a marathon, because, like I said, you know, I think there's more of a danger when you're so psyched up that you just you know, like this big ball of energy that's like revving to go at the start and you just end up wasting so much, um, you know, because there's all that excitement and it, it just you got to run the mile you're in, right, Galen? Exactly. Yeah. That's about staying present. You know, like I, I do a lot of breathing exercises You know, I usually just lay down and close my eyes until it's time to, you know, start warming up. But, uh, I'm really trying to stay like as, as calm and, and low key as possible before the start of the race, because, yeah, the excitement and nerves, once you see the crowd and the start line and all that, that's, that's going to come naturally. You don't have to worry about that. But I think there's more of a danger of getting too revved up, especially at the start of a marathon. Well, you definitely brought some excitement to today's marathon preview special and uh, want to wish you luck uh, on, on race day. Appreciate you hanging out with us. Uh, thank you so much. Can't wait to be there. You know, I'm, I'm pumped to be towing the line there here in eight days. Four-time Olympian 2017 marathon champion in Chicago, Galen Rupp, has big plans for race day. Well, Carrie Pinkowski, Jenny Spangler, we can see the finish line uh, right about here on the Bank of America <laughs> Chicago Marathon Preview Special. Uh, I want to wish everybody good luck out there. And so long to my co-hosts, Jenny and Carrie. I'm Josh Liss, signing off on the Bank of America Chicago Marathon Preview Special here on Sports Radio 670, The Score. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 